The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today.
Sheamus driving Sheamus shoulder first to the post. What a predator carrier cross truly is. Main event caliber reactions, Michael Cole, Riptide, connecting to Morgan. Riptide by Rhea, but she's not done yet. Ripley focusing on Morgan here. Tie and live up into a... Inverting Cloverleaf. Cloverleaf here. Knee on the back of the head. Morgan taps out. That is Rhea Ripley, perhaps showing Charlotte Flair that she has multiple ways to beat the champ at WrestleMania. Mysterio, check Mysterio's got brass knocks, and the referee distracted Rhea Ripley with Riptide Escobar. Referee, turn around and do your job. Santos Escobar laid out by Rhea Ripley. Dominic used the next job call. Used the brass ducks as the distraction, and now the frog splash. Not only spit in the face of his dad, but also the legend Eddie Guerrero. Oh, did you hear that? That is the kind of knee that caved in Natalia's face several months ago. Snarl on Ronda's face as she looks on. And Al Baszler tap out quickly by Tegan Knox. Here is your winner by submission, Shayna Baszler. Defend this. Defend that way. You know what the Lucha Mask means. You know the respect that that, that mask garnered. That was gifted to Santos Escobar. Disrespect by this kid. I know how little Dominic Mysterio's father really means to his transgressions as a parent. A lifetime of parental resentment. Rey Mysterio has finally had enough. This has got to be killing Rey, breaking his heart. Come on. I'll give it to you. So I say, Bray Wyatt, if you are man enough, I'm here. So come see me.
Lashley from behind as Bobby was distracted. But Lashley planning Uncle Howdy. You want to know what he used to always say about you? Nothing. He never said anything ever about you, at least not when I was with him. I don't know about the other, uh, maybe when Seth was in there, or Kevin Owens, or Becky, maybe he talked about you all the time, but when I was in there, it was like you did not exist. I know this is a lot, but God, I wish he was here right now. I know you miss him. I miss him too. I know he's not here anymore. But just know this. If there's anything that he didn't teach you, I will. Let me get him, Moose. Watch out. You're gonna get this, Sammy. Yeah, but the hesitation allows Sami Zayn to create some space. All over, kick to Jimmy Uso. Sami Zayn continues to chip away at the cracks in the bloodline. Specific instructions to end Sami Zayn tonight. Jimmy Uso, come and get the job done. The Roman Empire may be crumbling on the road to WrestleMania. Butts and seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Chris DeFerrand. 
everyone and welcome to the PWC Friday Night Smack Talk Monday edition. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host, he is the founding father of the PWC with myself. He is the banger after MASH. He is Hugh Sands. Welcome back to the Smack Talk. It's been a while actually since you've done a Smack Talk, especially when it's just you and I. It has been a very long time, Jimmy. I have uh, I have avoided watching SmackDown for as long as I apparently can, uh, since now I kind of have to watch it for my duties with the uh, HMG and uh, ChannelAttitude.com. So now you know that I've watched SmackDown. Now you, I guess you're like, hey, you wanna you wanna you wanna help me out and do the Smack Attack? And, the answer is no. I don't particularly <laughs> want to, but no, I'm 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 just kidding. I'm happy to be here. Always happy to do a show with you, Jimmy. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Likewise, dude. It's always a pleasure with you, my friend. And uh, don't worry, man. We'll breeze through this. I mean, we don't have to really touch on everything per se, but we'll touch on all the main things on Friday Night SmackDown right here on the PWC Network for Smack Talk. And uh, before we do get started, though. Chris, have you ever wanted your own show? My own show? Could I have my own show, Timmy? How would I do that? Well, if you ever do want to get your own show, you can. If you go to podbean.com slash the PWC network, well, you get a free month on us, dude. Can you believe that? For free. 30 days, dude. It is awesome. So just like us, if you want your own show where you want to talk pro wrestling or whatever that might be, you can on us at podbean.com, affiliate code PWC Network, and you get a free month on us. And heck, Chris, I said this to you last time, we didn't even get a free month. I know. So yeah, screw you. I was going to say Podbean, but no, no, thank you, Podbean. Thank you, Podbean. We love you, Podbean. (laughs) Absolutely. Anyway, Chris, let's get into Friday Night Smackdown. I was going to say Smack Talk, shall we? And uh, we start with Cody and Roman Reigns in a pretty compelling sort of segment, dude, to be fair. And uh, I'll just quickly uh, touch on it because, you know, I think the people would want to know. But basically, Cody Rhodes gets into the ring. Well, first we get um, the bloodline, shall I say. I mean, they drained the entrance, and then uh, Cody drained his entrance, and to be fair, Chris, it felt like uh, it was a battle of the of the pyros, man, who got more pyro? I think Cody still wins out, but uh, it is what it, what it is. Anyway, Cody gets on the mic, he says he's not here to invade or engage in reckless negotiations, he's here to have a one-on-one man-to-man conversation with his WrestleMania opponent, and he sees no reason for his compatriots to stay unless Roman feels he needs them here. He tells Paul Heyman, Jimmy Uso, and Solo Sokoa to leave and asks if that makes Cody more comfortable. He says Rhodes won't like this, but he's going to do it anyway. And he drops the titles between them, asking Cody what he wants to talk about. I actually like that line, Chris, because he used Cody's fucking stupid... Uh, of words against him that he always says now at the beginning of every promo so what do you want to talk about i mean does that annoy you because it annoys me yeah i mean it's uh it's i guess it's a, a way to engage in the crowd but it seems pretty rote and um not to, i mean just like everything else that cody Rhodes does to me doesn't feel very natural it feels like it 
everything he does and says is, you know, planned out and thought out, you know, weeks in advance, months in advance. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like that Roman sort of brought it back to him with this. And, you know, like you noticed that each entrance, each entrance took about 16 minutes. So, I mean, it did. It was weird, man. It was kind of weird that it took that long before, you know, anyone even said anything. But anyway, um, Rhodes continues saying he wants to talk about Roman. He goes on to say 915 days he's been WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. No need to print the legend. Reality has become legendary and Reigns has superseded Hyperbole. He wants to tell Roman Hyperbole. something about... Oh, is that how it's pronounced? Hyperbole? Yeah, oh. yeah Hyperbole, yeah. That's weird. Anyway, thanks for the correction because <laughs> I wouldn't have known, to be honest. Um, he goes on to say he wants to tell Roman something about himself and that he may not know. And for some reason, and sorry, not for some reason, and for some, he's become an impossible mountain to climb. And that's because, and that's became his thing. Jesus, I just screwed that up. Anyway, he's just Randy's understudy. He'll never survive Stardust. There's no way 10,000 people will want to see him and his buddies put on an indie wrestling show. The goalposts keep moving, but he keeps kicking them through the uprights. And for anyone else, Roman might be impossible, but not for him. Reigns then tells him that that was flawless and shifts gears, pointing at the Universal Championship and asking if he's ever won that one before asking if he's ever competed for one of those or been in the main event at WrestleMania before because he's pretty sure he done, he done did that and that makes him the most experienced main event of all time but here's the kicker chris he's been groomed since he was a little boy which kind of sounds weird to me not only by his father but by cody's father too he wants to talk about dusty Rhodes, and he's got too much love and respect for that man to degrade him they spent a lot of time together the dream put the confidence in him he was the first one to tell him that he has it and he does a little dusty impersonation for us uh, he goes on to say they spoke for hours about everything, but especially about what he's doing now with main eventing WrestleManias and all of that. And you know what Dusty said about Cody? Nothing. He never said anything to Roman about him ever. Maybe with Seth Rollins or Kevin Owens he did. But when he and Dusty were hanging out, it was like Cody didn't even exist. This is a lot and he wishes Dusty were right here right now. He knows Cody misses him and Roman misses him too. Reigns picks the titles up and puts them back on his shoulder and says he knows Dusty isn't here anymore, but know this, if there's anything he didn't teach Cody, Roman will. I love that line. Reigns then offers a handshake and, and this uh, weird look comes over Cody's face. He says he's not even playing on the same field. This isn't chess. He didn't send Heyman to Raw to get in his head. He sent him to tell the truth. And if that's the truth, that's one of Dusty's kids. He's better then Dusty's actual kid, then that means Roman is the son he always wanted. And that changes absolutely everything because it's not just a dream or some story that needs to be finished. This becomes a necessity. Roman says he doesn't exist. Well, the only way Rhodes can exist is by beating him at WrestleMania. So absolutely, reign sir, champ, may the better man win. Cody accepts the handshake and Roman then leaves. And that's that, Chris. What do you think of the overall segment, man? Well, listen, I, I, we, I've talked about this on a couple of the shows already, but like, I, I feel like they, they, they're not going far enough with Cody, <clears throat> especially 
they want to lean into the whole idea that like he's trying to live up to his father but he's not his father and he's, he needs to be his own man and etc and uh you know again i'm sort of you know I, i'm fully comfortable pulling out my nerd card on this one <laughs> but I, I need to see him lean into the dick grayson as nightwing thing right the listen like you know i grew up with batman and i know batman is a legend and i'm not batman and i'm not going to be like batman but like watch me do my own thing and i'll be pretty fucking awesome too um i really wish they would lean further into that more of like listen yeah yeah okay like my dad was a legend and i know you all loved him and i loved him too but he wasn't the father that he was a professional wrestler you know maybe he was a better pro wrestler than a father and maybe that's why i feel like in order to really become my own man i have to overcome who he was as a professional wrestler and i have to do things that he was never able to do dusty Rhodes was one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time he never competed for the wwe universal championship he never main evented a wrestlemania i'm gonna do all of those things and the reason why I'm going to beat him is not just because of him, but in spite of him. You know, like That's well said. I'd love to see that, and I'd love to see that kind of emotion. And I think if they really want to sell WrestleMania, they're going to have to because I think there are a lot of people who are looking at everything that's going on and they're saying, "Okay, they're starting every show with Cody and Roman, but the main event every night is still the Bloodline." Well, this was their first interaction, though, Chris. To be fair, uh, it was a few weeks of. But how many weeks? This. But how many weeks before before the chamber did we see Cody Rhodes start off the show talking to Paul Heyman or? Right uh, on Raw, that was all happening on Raw, right? But mm-hmm. we never saw Roman get involved yet. And you're right about Sami Zayn and the Sami Zayn storyline. But at the end of the day, I feel like um, I don't know what they really want to do. I mean, it's obvious that we're going for. The, well, when I say we're going. I'm talking about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, I assume, are going to be going for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. I mean, that's the end game. But I feel like it's weak for Sami. I feel like, why? Like, why would he go below? Like, why go down a peg? Especially, I don't know if you caught this or saw anything, but yesterday, uh, I think it was in Toronto, as a matter of fact, there was a house show in Toronto. And the main event was Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Championships. And uh, he got pummeled in a bloody pulp, dude. I mean, annihilated. Even after the match, he was just getting beat down. I'm talking about Sami Zayn by Roman Reigns. So, I, I just don't know. Like, wh- like, where do we go with Sami? Do you insert him in the main event at WrestleMania with, um, with Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes? Or do you just go on for the Undisputed Championship? Because to me, what doesn't... I mean... The tag team undisputed championships that is what doesn't make sense to me though chris if jay also is so conflicted right why would they want to like take those tag bouts off of them if jay doesn't exactly agree with the bloodline business yeah i mean it's it's interesting it's going to be interesting to see where they go with it it definitely seems like they're leaning into sammy and ko going for the tag titles i think it's already kind of too late to really make that a priority at WrestleMania. That's what I'm like, saying, dude. Like, I feel like they've kind of fucked it a little bit. Everybody keeps telling me, no, they've, they've still got, they've still got four weeks. Four weeks just means four segments. It's not like they've got forever. 
Right. Um, well, there's potential to be double those segments, though, when you put Raw into the picture, too, though. Right, because the brand split means nothing. Um, yeah, I think that that's probably where they're going with for what they're going with for WrestleMania. That's not as interesting as a three-way would have been uh, with the main event, but that's not what they seem to want to do. They seem to want to do something else with Sammy, and I'll give them this. Um as much as we all wanted to see Sammy win, and I think a lot of people wanted to see Sammy win at the Chamber because it's in Montreal and there was the huge crowd it pop, It should have been done there, man, for me. But, yeah, continue. I think that maybe they get around to it the next time they're in Montreal and uh, and maybe he has his moment. Um, When's that, though? <laughs> I don't know, but they could go back there any time between now and the next six months and it would still... It would still be huge for him as long as the bloodline is still continuing to go on. And what I mean is I don't see Cody Rhodes winning at WrestleMania. I think Reigns retains. And I think that sometime down the line, we get an actual conclusion to this storyline by Roman Reigns losing to someone who means something to the storyline. Now, if I'm speaking as just a storyteller, I think that Jey Uso is actually the right one to take the title off right. him, but I don't know that WWE trusts Jey Uso to be a world champion, um, and I don't know that they should. So to me, Sammy's the guy just because he's the guy, but it could be that they continue to build something with this. It could be that WrestleMania, rather than being you know, the bloodline collapsing, WrestleMania could be the day when, uh, you know, the bloodline really solidifies itself and Reigns retains all his titles and the Usos retain the title and get back together again and are a united front, etc. moving forward. Maybe somebody else comes in and joins that could, la that could later take the title off of Reigns. But to me, this is not really... I know, it, I know a lot of people seem like, like have the feeling like they're circling the finish, but I actually oh, yeah. think that... But I am not so convinced. I'm really not. I, I really believe they could circle out of WrestleMania and just continue to grow the story. I hope so, because it is compelling. Uh, even though I do feel it's a little weak the last couple of weeks with the Sami Zayn stuff. And to be honest, it's kind of anticlimactic after Elimination Chamber by him not winning, which I felt like he should have won it then and there and still go on with the three-way, right? Because it would have thrown a real wrench at, at like the one-on-one -on -one match between Cody and Reigns, if Sami Zayn had won at Elimination Chamber. And it just, it was the right moment, dude. I, I get it, man. They never want to put their own, f I don't know what it is with WWE and Canadians in particular in their home country, but have you noticed a lot of Canadians lose, man, in main events in Canada, which sort of annoys me, bro. And I know they do this on purpose. But it's like, come on, man. It's the old Vince McMahon right. theory of booking that if you lose in your hometown, that gets real, really great heat, um, which is fine if you're going to continue building. But they didn't continue to build. It would be fine to have to, to say, OK, Sammy doesn't win in Montreal. Um, I think that that actually would have been a, the wrong place to do it just because really? Roman's held the title. Well, because Roman's held the title for 900 days and I we're see, a month away from WrestleMania. You have to let him at least hold it till Mania. See what but I mean? Then everyone... add Sammy to the main event. 
But see, there's the problem, and it's funny because everyone, if you go back, say, three weeks ago, everyone was convinced Cody's going to win. If it wasn't Sammy, it's Cody, right? He's going to win the fucking championship. But it's funny because now we're all getting the impression, and it does kind of feel, I I won't lie, that Roman is going to fucking win, right? And actually, someone, one of our listeners said in our chat, which was a good suggestion, our good old friend of the show, Chris Whelan, he said that he goes how about we do this at Wrestlemania where he goes he's cool with Cody not winning right and everyone seems to want Roman to go on and have those bouts for over a thousand days for whatever reason suddenly right but you get Randy Orton coming in and fuck Cody up and it makes sense right I mean it's it's kind of a good idea because you know they've got that legacy history Um, but why would Orton like want to attack Cody for him returning like what are you doing here you're not meant to be back. I mean, what, what would be the story if that was to go down? Yeah, I don't like it just because it doesn't have anything to do with anything. And we haven't right. seen Cody. It's not like Cody's been talking shit about Randy right. in his promos. It's not like, you know, if Cody had been saying things like, you know, when I, you know, when I first came here, I was under the thumb of another maniacal leader who, yeah. who was who was forcing me to do things, too. So I understand what your family's going through, Roman and you know, if he was saying that kind of thing, then maybe, but they're not building that at all. So if Randy came out, it would be, you know, everybody would pop because, hey, it's Randy Orton and I hear voices in my head. Mm-hmm. It's great, but it wouldn't make any sense for the story that they've been telling. <laughs> Jinder Mahal says in the chat, Canadians can't win the big one unless a puck's involved. Jinder, I thought you were Canadian, bro. <laughs> Jesus. Also, Is that true, Chris? <laughs> I don't know how many Canadians have won the WWE championship. Uh fair few. Mm-hmm. A lot, actually, when you really think about it. I don't know what he means by that. Uh, I assume he means current day Canadians. And by the way, you know, if you if you say that Canada's basically a state, you know, because like let's be honest, population wise, we're basically a state. You know, a big state. Right. We're about thirty well, million. That's like us. Well we're twenty five, bro. Right. Twenty five so, I mean, mil basically the size of a state right but if you say that canada is a state you tell me what state has more world has more wwe world champions than canada and you can get back to me on that let me know shots fired right back at you jinder trader yeah what a trader jinder mahal is oh that's right he's indian not 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 canadian right i mean he's canadian (laughs) but that's a funny call thanks for actually joining us too jinder but anyway uh, he, Chris does have a point though just quietly well anyway we can go back and forth about this forever really Chris we've already spent pretty much 30 minutes nearly on this segment I just don't know I don't know what to think yet man I'm not going to lie I just don't know if they're going to go with Sammy in the three way it doesn't feel like it at the moment Maybe it time, does uh, not and honestly I've said this before I've said this a couple of times Cody versus Roman main eventing Wrestlemania I know there are people out there going Oh, I've been creaming in my pants about this main event. Good for you. I'm not mm-hmm. mad at you for being excited about it. I'm not. <laughs> Chris, is this true? Jinder says, Bret Hart lived in Wyoming when winning belt. Lol. No, he did I don't, not. I've never heard that before. <laughs> he was always, as far as I remember, he was always in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I mean, he would go back and forth, sometimes between Florida as a matter of fact, and Alberta, but he would always go back to Alberta, like like six months on, six months off type of deal. 
Yeah, and where you live is not the same thing as where you're from. Come on now. Exactly. I mean, Edge doesn't live in Canada anymore. Does that make him not Canadian? No, but, you know, the WWE did try to do that for a while there because they weren't... Benoit. Uh, do you remember Benoit from Atlanta, Benoit Georgia? from Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> okay, fucked. Yeah, okay. Chris Benoit <laughs> is from Atlanta, Georgia. Go fuck yourself. That used to irk me, bro. I'm not going to lie. That used to really annoy the shit out of me when they used to say that shit. But uh, whatever. I mean, maybe it was his choice. Who the fuck knows? He was living in Atlanta, Georgia when he was alive. But uh, whatever, man. Like, he's Canadian. It's like saying, I guess, Brock Lesnar, even though he kind of feels like an ordinary uh, Canadian at this point. I mean, shit. He even represents Canada now when he fights in UFC and whatnot, Chris. So, I mean, do you feel that Brock is Canadian at this point? Or is he still American? Nah, no, he's he, but he's from the north of the United States. Like, right, he's people, from the borders, man. So yeah, people from sense. the border area are basically the same. Like, you, there's no right. real difference between people from Minneapolis and and people from Winnipeg. Like, they're the same people. Well, the accents are fucking similar too. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That was very Canadian. You just went full Canadian on me, Chris. I did it on purpose. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> No, because out of all the Canadians I've ever interacted with, honestly, dude, your accent is so not, like, strong Canadian. Like, usually, yeah. I mean, I can tell that you're Canadian, but really, deep down, you have to really, like, listen to you because you're not really, like, a boot or, like... But that last sentence, I was full-on Canadian, dude. Like, <laughs> just the way you pronounce it, it was fucking top, top shit. Yep. Uh, I used to get that all the time when I lived in California. People would say, oh, where oh, wow. are you from? I'd they say, I'm from know. Canada. No, I'd say, I'm from Canada. And they'd oh. go, oh, where's your accent? I'm like, <laughs> Dude, I don't the, know. Well, is, is How it come normal? you don't say A all the time? I don't know. Oh, Canadians don't always say that shit, man. Come on. That's How come you like don't saying... say dude and bro all the time? Like, yeah, I'm living yeah. in California. Nobody says dude and bruh all the time. Oh, my God. Well, it's like me saying mate all the time, right? So it's right. like whatever man or g'day g'day chris right i think i say mate to you more than like more than you've ever said mate on this show and that's just because it's something very rare yeah it's just something that i do when i'm when i'm introing you for for the fucking and that's cool i get it but for real though i I don't really use that unless i'm talking to like if i just walk up to a stranger like from behind like saying excuse me mate for example otherwise i don't usually like uh really use it that much for whatever reason you know what I mean? But I guess I'm not as hardcore Australian when it comes to certain words, you know? You're not a bogan. I'm not. Well, that's it. I'm a wog, bro. I'm not a bogan. Exactly. That's that's what it really is. I just don't want to be labeled some sort of racist or some shit. You know what I mean? But that's the yeah. fact. It is what it is. Anyway, let's move on. I'm not going to say much about this match, but I will say this. It was Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley in a yeah, decent match. But anywho... Rhea Ripley wins via submission with a bent over inverted clover leaf, and uh, also Dominic was in the corner of Rhea Ripley. Anything to really report on about this match? Nope, fine match. Um, everybody seemed to be doing a pretty good job. Rhea Ripley's awesome. She looked dominant, and she should have. She's looking really good lately, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, shit. She's the biggest star to come out of Australia in the last 20 years right now, dude. She's the Australian Bret Hart. That's so weird every time you say that because I know what you're saying, but really, you know, she doesn't have the you know the, the wrestling skills of Bret Hart per se. Nobody has the wrestling skills. Oh well, yeah, 
hard. She's good in the ring, though. Don't get me wrong, but no, she's not she's Bret Hart in that sense. But I know what you're saying. She's literally the Bret Hart of Australia because in terms of star. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to really say anything about this match other than what you said. You're right. I mean, she looked fucking like a monster as she usually does. And, uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, we come back from commercial, though, Chris, and the Bloodline are backstage together. Jimmy also spoke with Jay, and he said he needs time. He's better today than he was yesterday, and he'll let him know. Roman Reigns then says he's running out of patience, but not with Jay, but rather with Jimmy. Also gets up to go, and then let Jay know, and Roman fumes, and then that's that. Um, do you feel like Jimmy's going to turn on Roman? Nope, I don't. You don't? No, okay, I actually feel like I really, honestly, I think where they're going with WrestleMania is that it's gonna be the it's gonna be like another coming together of the bloodline. I feel like Jay's even like come like around. the Half Foundation where they all hugged each other. Like remember when Omar was crying and yep. Brett just embraces him. Yep, that was such a great moment. Fantastic <laughs> do moment. Do you think that's gonna be it's gonna be one of those sort of uh, things that happen? Sort of similar. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I, I really do think that. I think it's going to be one of those situations where uh, Jimmy and Jay are going to... And I think that Jimmy and Jay are going to help Roman retain at, at in the main event. And I think that's going to be their coming together. Fuck, I just feel like that would so piss Cody off. But, hey, sometimes you got to do what's best for business, as Triple H would say. Anyway, we uh, get another backstage segment, though, Chris, and it's Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio are walking backstage when they run into Santos Escobar. Dom asks if, if he has a problem, and Escobar says Ray should have punched him in the face last week, and Adam Pierce actually agrees. So he's going to teach him a lesson about respect in the ring tonight. Hombre to hombre. And then he blows Rhea a kiss before scampering off to send us to the break. Did you like this segment, Chris? I loved this. Uh, I, said, uh, I said when we did uh, Smack Attack... That I actually think that this is a potential star-making moment uh, for Santos Escobar. Um, he was every bit as smooth and charismatic as Rey Mysterio is not. Um, <laughs> True. The, the way that he delivered the lines and then that little kiss that he blew to, to Rhea Ripley at the end, that, that was very Eddie Guerrero-esque. That was actually True. somebody channeling some real... Uh, Latin charm and uh, yeah I thought it was great for him I I thought that that was a really really like I said it was quick it was you know blink it blink and you might miss it but if you didn't miss it I think if you watch that you can see what I'm talking about when I say that's a potential star making moment for Santos Escobar you know I disagree with you here Chris because um, Legado del Fantasma has kind of been all over the place dude I I just don't unless Santos is going to turn on Ray, mm-hmm. right? And I've got a feeling, like, I can just see, like, Dom beating Ray first, right? And then, you know, Santos and Legado del Fantasma end up turning on Ray before being a disgrace because at the end of the day, Santos is meant to be a heel. That's. Right? But this was nothing heelish about him. Not the last couple of weeks, I haven't seen that. Well,. He's meant to be a heel. I don't know what they're trying to do with Santos, but I do feel like we're going to get a storyline where they do turn on Ray, and just for being a disgrace to Lucha or something like that along those lines for losing to someone like Dom. 
and then we get Dom and Ray embracing each other, crying and whatnot by say SummerSlam, I think anyway. But that's just my opinion. We'll see because they've Santos and Legato have been booked fucking weak, dude. Like, in my opinion, up until this point, where they go from here, I don't know. But we'll see what happens. But anyway, we'll move on from that because we do get a match between Dominic Mysterio and Santos Escobar. And Dominic Mysterio surprisingly ends up winning by pinfall via the Sprogs... Uh, Sprog... Did I just say that? The Sprog Splash? The Sprog Splash. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Anyway, Frog Splash, not Sprog Splash. The Sprog Splash. <laughs> I can't... Jesus Christ. Anyway, that, that would be funny though if someone called it the Sprog Splash. But uh, anywho, uh, Dominic does win. But post-match, Dom takes a mask that Ray gave Santos and he tears it into pieces uh, in the aisle area. Enter Ray Mysterio. He advances on his son and jaws at him. And again, Dominic demands he hit him before dropping the mask and cheap-shotting Mysterio as the elder version when he bends to pick it up. We see, and then that was it. And, you know, whatever. They're just blah, blah, blah and whatnot. Um, and then we get another interaction with Roman talking about the Sammy problem, but not much to report really other than that. But um, next though, and this is confusing actually, Chris, because we get Drew McIntyre making his entrance as we go to the break, but back from commercial, McIntyre gets on the mic. He says it's four weeks to WrestleMania and he still doesn't have a match and he'd like to remedy that fact right now. There's a certain individual who'd like to beat the absolute schnitzel that made me laugh because he thought about it out of and he calls Gunther out and then enters Seamus and Seamus he's upset Drew went behind his back and says it's personal he knows how much the Intercontinental Championship means to him and how much he wants it Drew says he knows and asks Seamus to calm down which predictably makes him more agitated McIntyre knew he wanted Gunther at Mania and now he's calling him out Drew says he's not his parent and asks if he needs permission to wipe his ass next. Seamus says he's not his parent, but he thought Drew was his brother and he just turned out to be a backstabbing bastard. McIntyre says friends tell the truth and the truth sometimes hurts. And the truth is Seamus had his chance and lost twice, which is actually true. But next, enter LA Knight, who the fans actually fucking popped for, dude. I thought he had the biggest pop out of everybody here. He says you can't have an Intercontinental Championship match in LA without him. So, yeah. And then we had yeah, to get the goof ow. day. <laughs> I love that, man. And then the goof day come in and they go on to say they wanted to come out here and apologize on behalf of LA Knight because this makes two weeks in a row that he's come out here crying and begging for a WrestleMania match. And it's sad. And then we get the other fucking... I'm so disappointed with him, but carrying Cross with Scarlett. Uh, but then Knight takes advantage, advantage and, and attacks New Day. Sheamus then clotheslines him to the floors and sends Drew out as well as Cross dumps him in turn. And that's that. First of all, I just want to say Kofi got injured because of this segment. So there goes him. He's not going to be involved. And what the fuck was Karrion Cross wearing, dude? Oh, uh, something pretty weird. Um, yeah, listen. So uh, I guess I'll give my thoughts on the whole thing. First of all, this was a lot of melodrama between two guys who have apparently been really good friends because Drew asked for a title shot. Hmm. Like, okay. Uh, it's a lot of melodrama um, coming off of that. LA Knight did get a good pop. Um, he is very entertaining, even Jeez. as a heel. Um, 
we've known that about him for a really long time, though. Like, if you've if you know L.A. Knight and you knew him when he was in Impact and th- that kind of thing, like you've known right. that this guy has got real serious mic skills um, for a really long time. So it's not nothing. It's nothing new to us. But uh, you know, hey, if you're if you're just finding out about it, then uh, welcome to the party, pal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, as far as the new day, I couldn't care less. the The whole thing with the new day is so it's so tired to me. It's like these guys I'll all say, need bro. to just do something new. Uh, like, I mean, they've had a great run, right? Because how many how many years has New Day existed for, man? Ten years at this point. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been and a when fucking they, while. And for the first couple of years, they were great, and I mean that they were great. Um. And I'm like most wrestling fans. I was, you know, just like most wrestling fans, I was very happy that Cody, or, or that Kofi. Cody, that Kofi won at WrestleMania. You know that he, you know, sort of tied a bow around that whole story of, you know, him being the underdog and everything um, for most of his career. It was awesome. Happy to see it. But they need to do something else. And I remember at the time. Somebody, you probably were asking me what I thought about Kofi as champion, and I said uh, he needs to find another gear. You yeah, can't be w- the world champion coming out to fucking whatever that that fucking the, the fucking what, what's that fucking instrument called that? Oh, uh, the trombone. Yeah, that that Xavier Woods plays. You can't be doing that and be the world champion and be taken seriously. So. Yeah, they yeah, just need to true. do something else with that. Carrying Cross, as you said, major disappointment in the way he's been booked. Um, although, from what I understand internally, they see him as the number two heel behind Roman Reigns. So, we'll see. Well, look, I know it's easy to blame like the booking committee and whatnot, but I think a lot of this shit has to do with himself too, man. The hair just is not his thing. If you're some darkness type of guy, you don't come out wearing some fucking, uh, like we say here, like a wog shirt, bro. A wog shirt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like a fucking grease ball. He came across like a fucking New York grease ball, bro. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, he did for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's not carrying cross. I, I don't even know what he is right now, but it's not fucking killer. That's for sure. It is what it is. But I'll tell you what is killer, though, because we get next Shayna Baszler versus Tegan Knox in a squash match. Shayna Baszler wins via submission with Ronda's cross armbar. And that was that. What did you think of that? Uh, I thought it was a little weird that both the both competitors here came out to the music of the people who were that taking was weird. to the ring. Yeah, uh, Shayna weird. came out to... Uh, Ronda Rousey's song to Rousey's theme right and then Tegan Knox came out to Natalia's theme I that's very odd to me um by that same token I guess Roman Reigns should come out to Cult of Personality so <laughs> that uh Paul Heyman's theme actually I'm glad you brought that up because he came out recently last week as a matter of fact saying he was doing an interview someone asked him what, what he thought about uh CM Punk, because everybody has to ask this question if you work for WWE. He says he doesn't like the guy, and he doesn't want him anywhere near back in WWE. I believe him when he says that. Fair enough, but, I mean, it's not really up to him. Uh, Right, that's true. 
I I still think that like one of the only ways that AEW is really gonna climb out of the nosedive that they're in bro. right now is to thank you call up Phil and be like, listen, we're sorry. How can we make <laughs> call up Phil? I'm sorry, Phil. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, Phil. If I but, give you a hug on national television, oh, will I do it? Dude, man. But the, you're right. They they fucking need him, bro. They really do. And thank you for saying that because. These AEW Mark Tards, especially on Twitter, are in denial, dude. Some of the arguments I've had, and again, I don't know why I entertain that shit. Usually I don't. But it was just driving me nuts where I had to say something. But they're so delusional, bro. And then they call us like that we're some sort of WWE fucking shills. No, no, no. We would prefer AEW. Have you heard us? Have you heard us review WWE shows? Fuck. (laughs) Only nowadays, like, I, I can say positive shit about it. You know what I'm saying? I could say Compared positive to... shit about a few things on the show, but like, yeah, like it's, overall. But be honest, isn't it better right now than watching AEW at the moment? Yes, right now it is. That's yeah. the fact. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is, man. We just call it how we see it. Fuck. But yep. they don't and, know that. And, and that means it's going to change sometimes. I mean, for how long did we say AEW was the superior show? It was a much <laughs> easier show to get through. We said that for a long, long time. At least and... two years straight, bro. And honestly, Jimmy, I think once the like, I think they, they the WWE kind of need the fucking bloodline to stay around because if they don't, I feel like it's gonna be very shortly that we're gonna go, that we're gonna start saying, yeah, maybe AEW is a little bit better than this. Well, Again. that's what's selling out arenas right now is the bloodline storyline, yep. and I'll give Cody some credit; he's got a a big part in that too because the WWE fan base totally fucking love him. Whereas in AEW they totally hate him, but anyway. Um, see, see, I, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the answer. Maybe I'm just an AEW fan because I fucking hate <sighs> Cody so much. Nah, man, I used to hate Cody too, but I don't mind him right now for now. But we'll see what happens. Um, anyway, we come back from commercial though because we see Bobby Lashley making his entrance. Um, he says Bray Wyatt's been telling him to run, but he doesn't run from anybody, and now. He's playing kid games like the Muscle Man Dance, which he found comical, but when he comes from, if you have a problem, you say it to somebody's face. So he has to come to SmackDown to talk top Wyatt face-to-face. Uncle Howdy then attacks Lashley from behind, but, but Lashley cuts him off and choke slams him. Uh, Lashley lays in, wait, but the lights go out when they come back up. Howdy's gone, and then we abruptly cut away with some Wyatt imagery. Uh, this is weird, but why is this match even happening? I don't. I like seriously. People need to get on the show, I guess. And I know that Brock apparently said no to doing anything with Bray Wyatt. I don't know. Yeah, but Bray versus Bobby Lashley isn't really something that I had on my card of what I wanted to see for Wrestlemania not just that it's just it doesn't bode well for either one of these two to take a loss here man no no this is this is one of those situations where it would be good if they had some people who were part timers who were willing to take a loss um you know cause both of these guys kinda need a win at Mania big time and on top of that Uncle Howdy looks like a damn jobber for me now at this point yeah, I mean, he got his ass kicked, like, as soon as he came out. It, 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 this is 
this is the same old argument that I've made about these dark, sinister characters. Fine, be dark and sinister. You can call it interesting if you want. It's never been terribly interesting to me. But the only way to make it interesting is to make sure that that guy is also a threat. You know, right. you need to make you need to make it clear that you know if you fuck with Uncle Howdy, he'll kill you in the ring. Not, <laughs> well, not he'll get his ass kicked and then have to turn <laughs> the fucking lights on and off twice to get out of there. Yeah, that was pathetic, and uh, I think they've already killed his momentum, unfortunately. Man, but it is what it is. So let's go to the main event, um, and that is um, oh well. Before the main event, I just want to say that Roman sort of says to Paul that if Jay doesn't show up next week, he's going to blame Jimmy, and that's kind of weird. Do we get Jimmy getting a beatdown possibly next week or this week? Ah. Uh. I don't know. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna stretch this out to make it harder to see what's gonna happen in, in, in at Mania. I think that maybe. I think that maybe Jimmy gets away, or he's he's not there, or Jay comes out to just barely placate Roman enough that Jimmy doesn't get hurt, or they'll do something to sort of keep the 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 drama going rather than blowing it off with something. Yeah, I think you're right, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, as I was saying, the main event is Sami Zayn versus Solo Sikoa. Um, in a decent matchup, to my surprise though, Sikoa ends up winning by pinfall with the Simone Spike. And this is what bothers me. I feel like Sami now has been eating a, a, quite a few losses, man, since he lost to Roman Reigns. Yeah, I, it definitely seems like they're they're bringing him back down. Uh, you know, Which doesn't sit from... well for me. It doesn't really sit well with me either, but I mean, I think that you're, I think that the story that they're trying to tell is Sammy's trying to take on too much and he needs Kevin in his corner. Otherwise he can't, otherwise he can't be successful. I just hope we don't get such a fucking anticlimactic sort of feeling. Cause I feel like if they win the universal tag bouts and I assume they will, I'm hoping they don't go for that, you know, don't go that route, but I just see that that's what's happening. Do you think that I don't think the people sure the people will cheer and whatnot, but it won't be the same, man. No, so what about so okay, so let's book this, let's try to book this better then. Let's try to book something. Do we more have time? Okay, can we still talk about it a little bit? Yeah, we've got like five minutes here before oh, I cool. gotta get let's, out of here. Let's do it. Um, let's say so, let's say they they do set up for the tag for the tag match, and that's that's where they go with for Sammy KO, Sammy and KO versus the Usos. At WrestleMania for the for the tag team championships, uh, they go out there, and um, it looks like it looks like Sammy and and Kevin are about to win, and then uh, Kevin hits Sammy with a stunner. Uh, the the Usos the Usos go over. Nobody's really sure what KO is doing, and in the main event, um, you know Cody's able to fight off the Usos and Sokoa. It looks like he's gonna win against Roman, and then out comes out comes Kevin Owen. Kevin Owen gives Cody a stunner, joins the joins the bloodline, and that's how they Oof. keep the bloodline moving forward. Wow! Imagine that, dude. Yeah, that's I mean, a swerve. That's a big and, time swerve. And that allows you to keep going with Sammy, you know, turning face, which is his more natural placement anyway. Oh, he's definitely. done really well as a heel. Don't he get has, me wrong. 
He's more of an annoying heel, though, like, if you know what I yeah. mean. Like a chicken shit heel. He's not a main eventer as a heel, and no. he can main event as a face. He's he's Absolutely. that He's that good at getting sympathy. And Kevin Owens, as well as he's done as a face, he is much more natural as, as a, a heel. heel. Right, no, so. for sure. It makes sense, too, man. And and let's be honest, Sami Zayn, I've always said this, Sami Zayn is the current-day Mick Foley in terms of the sympathy Yep. And just the way he's portrayed. And I'm not saying that in terms of his wrestling style. It's nothing similar at no, all. No, no, no. But Mick I, Foley I was... Right. Mick Foley was, you know, the guy that everyone had sympathy Spiritually, for. Spiritually, that's the same thing. Yeah. Right, exactly. And um, I don't know why Jeff disagreed about that initially. It's funny because Triple H actually said the same thing on the press conference. And I was like, see? <laughs> I wasn't tripping. He said it too. Yeah, I actually but, uh, think it's pretty... Like, I, I think that's a pretty clear one-to-one... Yeah, like to, yeah, to me, I mean, they're very similar. Which, yeah, which surprised me why Jeff would think, no, nah, I don't even know why you'd be saying that. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? How can you not see it? But um, I can just picture him winning the championship. And you know how I remember when Mick Foley was like, Adrian, we did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, well, whoever his wife's name is again, I forgot. We did it with the belt or his kid. It would be such a moment, dude. And before we take it home now, I just want to also say, I forgot to mention... Cody got annihilated in that first promo to Roman Reigns, dude. He got schooled hard. Yeah, Cody wasn't... Uh, and Cody did exactly what Cody does, which is memorize exactly what he wanted to say, came out and did it verb- verbatim, which is... I mean, Roman called him out on it even. Like, Roman said, oh, that was that was flawless, Cody. That was really good. It's almost like you've been practic- practicing that in front of the mirror for the last two weeks. Because <laughs> he true, probably man. was. Well, he, it seemed like he was surprised too. Like, shit. Like, I don't think he expected Roman to be so fucking polished in the in, in the mic game because, let's be real, Chris, he was never that good, man. No. If you look at him a few years ago and compare him to now, it's night and day, dude. There's no, oh, comp- yeah. like, there's no comparison. But Chris Whelan says, Gunther should be winning money in the bank in London. Somehow the bouts need oh, a split yeah. after Mania. Build Cody up through the chase for one of the titles. Gunther, I can't see winning money in the bank possibly in London. I mean, I can see that for sure. Makes sense. It's in Europe. I don't mind so, yeah. that. Um, I don't mind that, but I'm not. Uh, and I like Gunther. I, I hope that when they do finally split the belts, that, that he's able to get a championship at some point. But I'm not sure yet. I kind of want to see where everything is uh, on the other side of Mania before I start booking for next year. Well, I'm happy with him holding the Intercontinental Championship, and he can stay that way for quite a while longer, man. We've got time with Gunther. We don't need to rush shit with Gunther. He's in a great spot right now, and we can, we've can. we got time. And there's no need to have all these guys suddenly scrambling to make champions. I think right now we're cool. Give him another year like before he wins the championship, in my opinion, and I think that's what will happen, but we'll see. Yeah, there's thanks plenty for the question, of time. Chris. There's, there's right. plenty of time. Listen, I mean, in Germany, the trains run on time, so... Well, there you go. Rush. There you go. Our trains suck, just quietly. But um, not as bad as America's trains, if you know what I mean. But, like, yeah. Well, anyway, Chris, tell them where they can find you, man. Well, you can find me right uh, there, uh, at ChrisAms1 on Twitter. Uh, you can hear me. You can listen to me talk about uh, politics, pro wrestling, and just whatever the hell comes to my mind. Uh, you can find me on Facebook on all kinds of things. Lots of people follow me around and think that I'm quite brilliant in the things that I have to say online. Oh, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, but 
but also you can find me on the pwc right here uh, i do uh i do the skirmish with jimmy and um kind of jump in whenever whenever he's whenever he needs another man uh, like the bat signal up you know what i mean yeah, uh, exactly whenever the bat signal goes yeah. up i uh, show up <laughs> Um, you can also find me on HMG and uh, the you know HMG channel attitude, etc. Wherever uh, wherever awesome pro wrestling is being discussed, you can find me. Beautiful, well put. Well, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at DJ Mass If you want to follow us, and I'm and I'm, when I say us, I'm talking about the PWC Network. You also can on Twitter at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.popping.com where you can find all our shows. Also, channelattitude.com where for five bucks you get to see and hear myself and Chris and others talk all things WB and AEW. And also like and subscribe at hummingmediagroup.popping.com where you can find all our affiliate shows. And in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. That is Chris Sands, and you've been listening and watching the PWC Friday Night Smack Talk Monday edition right here on the PWC Network, and we're out of here. See yous. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.